often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 492. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again. And uh, it's unusual for me to know the name of the episode before I record it. I usually come up with it in it the day after recording, after I sit and kind of... Listen to parts of it, just kind of get a feel, okay, what the fuck did I talk about last night? And, uh, oh, this will be a funny name for an episode, sure, we'll name it that. But, uh, no, no, I knew last week, last Sunday, before I actually uploaded the last podcast, I knew what I was going to talk about tonight in recording this. And, of course, I knew what the aim of the episode had to be. It had to be. Under the Bridge. Much like the uh, Chili Peppers song, Under the Bridge, which I've had stuck in my head all fucking week. And I mean all fucking week. Because last week, all right, I mentioned it, I'm pretty sure, on the podcast that I had skipped my run last week, as of last week on the Saturday. Because, well, the weather was shitty, and I was still kind of getting, I had, like, some cold-type symptoms. I don't think it was Rona, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't feel real bad. But it was mainly it was, like, real shitty. I had a couple of gin and tonics the night before. I was like, let's skip the run. Let's not do that. And then I uh, was like, fuck it. All right. Uh, but I, I don't uh, I, I don't skip long runs, like the real long runs. And Sunday, I had 16 miles scheduled. On my uh, my training plan, and uh, I did I didn't back out. I did not back out. I went in. I made bad decisions. Made very bad decisions. Uh, I <laughs> I went out to the Katy Trail. It was I don't know something like fourteen degrees when I started running that day, and uh, I uh, spo- I guess this is gonna be more than a little foreshadowing here, but. I tried to shit before the run, which, like I always do, I try to push it out. You know, I don't want uh, I don't want stuff being stored in there. I got a little out, not much, not much, and uh, I was supposed to meet up with a couple of friends there to do a group run, and so I was trying to hurry up. Otherwise, maybe I would have spent a little bit time more time in the bathroom. I did not. I did not spend enough time. I don't think in the bathroom. <laughs> Apparently not. And again, it was like fourteen degrees. So, like, way below freezing. I get out there, and uh, I brought water with me, but I didn't bring... I didn't bring, like, water bottles to, like, run with me or anything. I just had a cup in my car filled with water. And uh, 16 miles is pretty far to go without uh, rehydrating, I should say. You shouldn't do that, even when it's below freezing. Because normally, you know, I, you know, I... Really, I just wanted to get this run fucking done, and just I I I didn't put enough effort into it. And the uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they're preparing for it, sort of thing, all that good stuff. 
Um, now, I didn't eat a breakfast, made sure that there were nutrients in my body before I started. I had some water and such. I took a gel to give me some uh, some calories and such before the run. <laughs> but during the run, yeah, I didn't bring any water on me. What What I usually do when it's like below freezing like that, I don't particularly like to uh, have water bottles on me because I'm like, well, you know, by the end of the run, it's going to be like fucking frozen. So I'm constantly like moving it and really trying to drink it. Trying to, I don't know, maybe if I held it in my hand the whole time and keep it warm enough to not fucking freeze. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what I'll often do is I won't do, like, say, run out eight miles and then run back like I did last Sunday. What I do is, you know, run four miles, come back, do like eight or something, and stop at my car where, like, if I keep a bottle in my car, it's not going to freeze. And, you know, hit the bottle a little bit. Hit the bottle. Maybe a brown bag it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, take a little a little, uh, little side side sidebar in the car or something. You know, a little uh, pit stop. Get, uh, get the pit crew out there, you know, change the tires. Do what they got to do. And, uh, no, I was like, you know what? Uh, I just felt I didn't really want to do the run, really, honestly. And I was just like, I wanted to get it completely over as fast as I, I could. Although I ran really slow the whole time. <laughs> but, uh, I did meet up with two friends. Uh, friends Megan and Deirdre. And, uh, they <laughs> I managed, I think, I think I ran like two and a half, maybe three miles with them. Something along those lines. It wasn't uh, as far as the how along the run went. I didn't spend a whole lot of time with them, considering I was out there for like three plus hours, or whatever the fuck it was. It was a long time. Um, <laughs> it was a it was a long time. It seemed like the, the I gotta say this is probably the worst run that I've ever had in my life. I never like hated a run more than I did last Sunday. Like I hate running in the freezing cold to begin with. I just fucking hate it. I don't care how much clothing I put on, which I put on plenty of clothing. I mean, I was warm. I had so many fucking layers of clothing on. I think I had an extra sock on my junk. Maybe it, no. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I'm not sure. But I had plenty of layers on. I mean, I had like five, four, like four or five shirts on and then a windbreaker over that. I had a full-on balaclava uh, a buff to pull over my mouth on top of the balaclava. I had a hat on top of the ba- balaclava. I had, <laughs> I had a lot going on. I had compression pants, compression shirt is a base layer, you know, real nice tight stuff. And uh, then I had sweatpants. Well, underneath the sweatpants, actually, over the compression pants, I had boxers. Then I had sweatpants on top of that, and I may or may not have had a sock on. My junk, don't remember. I often do that when it's way below freezing. Um, but it was going to get into the 30s, so I pro- like I knowing that, and I was going to be out there for a long time, I don't think I actually did put a sock on. Um, and then I had two layers of socks on. I had uh, regular uh, compression socks, and then I had these really thick-ass, long fucking socks over the top of that. And, of course, I wore some gloves. So, I mean, I was... At least with that part of it, 
you know, I was prepared. I was prepared to be in the cold for a very long time. That wasn't going to be an issue. Now, the, you know, the hydrating fueling thing, I totally fucked that up. Um, <laughs> and uh, I could feel when I was still running with uh, Megan and Deirdre that, uh, you know, I had the thought, I was like, I really should have spent more time in the bathroom before this run started. Should have emptied out the bowels more than I did. More than I did. That was definite. And I should maybe mention, too, Megan <laughs> told me years ago, and I believe I brought it up on the podcast when she did. I had a run many years ago where I felt like I had to shit on the Katy Trail, but it was warm out at the time. It was a much not as bad run, but I had to shit so bad during that run that I actually stopped like a mile or two short of what I wanted to run, and I walked like another mile at the end because, like, I was afraid if I ran it, I would shit my pants. And then Megan is like, oh, no, you just go out there and shit, you know? But I was like, well, what do I wipe with? She showed me what to wipe with, which I've already forgotten what she showed me and what it was, what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> this was many years ago. I just often tried to avoid shit, you know, try to make sure I clean that stuff out before I run. Um, <laughs> and I was running the wrong direction on the KD that day. Like, if you run towards, like, if you start in Dutzow, run towards Marthasville, there's at least a bathroom in Marthasville, and if it's warm out, they keep it open. They lock that shit when it's below freezing. They lock the bathroom. You can't get in there because I guess they don't want the pipes to burst. All that sort of shit. And, well, yeah, the bathroom was locked. There was a Johnny on the spot, but it appeared to be locked as well when I, I, I hit Marthasville, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Otherwise, I'm, I probably would have just stopped. Probably would have stopped because by that point, I hit Marthasville four miles in. So it's four miles from Dutzow. Started in Dutzow. Four miles in. Realize... And I was I was doing about a 10-minute mile, so I was going, that's fairly slow for me. Though it was rough. It was hard that day because there was a lot of snow and ice on the Katy Trail. It was not good uh, to run on. It was tough. It made it a lot harder. And, you know, I had to uh, adjust speed to really accommodate for that and to hold back some shit. <laughs> had to tone it down a little bit. Um <laughs> so, so yeah, I get to Marthasville, and the lock was on the uh, Johnny on the spot. Had the red. It was showing the red. And I was like, well, uh, uh, there's there goes that. That option's out the door. Now, other than that, the way I was going, there was no other bathrooms that I'm aware of. Now, maybe I could have stopped in, like, Tree Lore, and then, like, uh, or no, not Tree Lore. It was at Piers. And there's a store there. Maybe I could have hopped in or something. But I didn't do that either. <laughs> I ended up getting... I made it all the way to the halfway point. I made it eight miles out. Do the turnaround. By this point, my stomach has got all kinds of stuff brewing in it. I'm having flashbacks of Russia, man. I am Russia. Sneaking back in and having very much flashbacks. Not cool last trip I took where I just went around. Had a good time. He had a lot of great food. 
had apple strudel, all kinds of uh, hard cider, very good beer, to you uh, Georgian restaurant. Not like that at all. Very much like the first time I went to Russia, where uh, that if you're new to this podcast, maybe you're, I guess you haven't heard this story, but I shit the bed in Russia the first time I went. And uh, <laughs> that's, you know, the, I guess the story I've told the most about traveling to Europe. And I've been there like six or seven times, wherever the fuck it is. There's uh, <laughs> six times. I had to do the math. Six times. And uh, all I ever talk about is the first time I went and I shit the bed in Russia. But so uh, I had to shit so bad running on the Katy Trail last Sunday after eight miles, man. That I'm just thinking, like, oh, the, the, like I'm thinking, like I'm in a Russian hotel room and the belt is shit the bed. And uh, usually these days, my bowels hold up pretty good in the old USA. It works for me. But I was getting concerned. I was getting concerned that I may, you know, one of these farts is going to be a shart, and there will be shit all the in, the inside of my several layers of clothing. I had thoughts too, like, well, do I, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm thinking about exit strategies. I'm like, uh, never, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe I should stop somewhere, call a friend, have him pick me up. I'll go shit somewhere and then finish out the run. But like, no, that that's gonna waste too much time. <laughs> I just want to get, like, I'm already out here. Let's just finish this fucking run. And I'm thinking about different places. That I mean, it, it feels at this point like it's coming out, and I'm think, and at that point, eight miles out from Dutzau, like I'm in a wide opening, and there's a few houses around there, not a lot, but there's you know I don't want to be in a real open area where somebody driving by can just see me shitting, and uh, you know I want some cover, I want some cover if I'm <laughs> if I'm doing this, if I'm really going to do this, I'm gonna need some cover and. About, I don't know, six miles. I get to mile, yeah, it was mile 10 I got to, which, so I was already two miles past the turnaround point. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm like six miles out from Dutzau still. So at a 10-minute pace, that's right in an hour of running. And uh, <laughs> I knew once I got back to there, I knew there was a very a rather large bridge that... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, maybe I shouldn't be too specific with the details. Not that, you know, I don't think I can go to jail for this, but it's a little late now. The evidence is probably gone. Some animals probably ate it or something. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, anyway, so I'm thinking that, uh, this bridge very chili peppers esque is probably like I'm thinking at this point already. I'm like, man, if I don't, and I was I was struggling just to make it back, like because by mile eight, man, it was there was a turtle head sticking its head out, man, very much. I mean, it was forcing its head out. It was it was it was bad. It was bad, and I, there was a lot of gas in my stomach and trying to push it out. And uh, I was just holding it with all my might while still running. And uh, I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it to that bridge. 
I was like, man, just just give me the bridge. And I'm making deals with myself. And you know, and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Probably if I just piss, empty out my bladder, then I'll take some pressure off my intestine. And maybe I won't feel like I have to shit as bad. <laughs> maybe it's just a fart. Well, I knew better than that. I knew better than that. It was not a fart. There was there was a lot of shit in my intestine. I knew because I didn't empty it out before the run. <laughs> and uh, finally, I, I get to mile 10. And I run across the bridge. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got this queued up. Hold on a second. Since I don't have to worry about... I'm not monetizing this podcast at all, so I can go ahead and just... uh. Just give some mu- theme music here. And, uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I see the bridge. I'm running across it. And finally, I'm like, I feel some relief just knowing that, like, I'm near the place that I've already de- determined it's going to be the <laughs> location where I'm going to evacuate my bowels. And I go under the bridge. Like Mr. Kiedis here. And uh, I did not have a partner at that point. My friends were gone. My only friend was that bridge. <laughs> On the Katie Trail. <laughs> and. Oh, the song's been in my head since then. But, uh. Man, I dropped my pants. I tried to piss first. No piss was coming out. I think it dribbled a little bit and was like real thick. It was like, this is a problem. I was afraid maybe I had a urinary tract infection again. I was like, this isn't good. I was dehydrated. Didn't bring any water with me. I'm like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh I was worrying. But, uh, I was like, all right, fuck it. I dropped my pants. Soon as the, the air hit my asshole, I just, like, projectile shit against the wall. It just shot out. Like, there is never been that much force behind any of my shit in my entire life. I mean, that thing came out. And it was a decent-sized shit. I mean, it would, would. I was glad it came out like that because, one, I don't think I had to, much to wipe. I don't know. I couldn't tell. I spread my cheeks pretty far apart. <laughs> and I didn't have to wait. There was nobody around. I had good cover from the bridge. It was protecting me. It was my friend, my one and only friend. And all alone. But <laughs> I was all alone. Then the problem came that, uh, yeah, like, I don't want to wipe my ass with any of my clothing and then just throw it under this bridge. There was no trash can nearby. I didn't want to litter, you know? Just, I didn't want to leave any other evidence than the shit. I was like, I figured the shit's going to biodegrade. Some animals is going to fuck with it. Something. Something will happen to it. And, uh... (laughs) So... So, of course, I picked up some frozen leaves. Wiped my ass. And, uh... It was, uh... The coldness of the leaves didn't bother me so much. I was used to the cold, simply to the fact that, uh... 
I was running in weather that started out at like 14 degrees. By that time, it was close to maybe 30 degrees. It was 20-something. But it was still cold as shit. Leaves. I, the one bitch I really had kind of about the leaves. They weren't big enough, man. They were all kind of small. I couldn't find any rather large leaves. Could have used some large ones. I'm thinking there wasn't a whole lot of shit on there, though. I couldn't really see. It was hard to tell. The leaves were brown. It was hard to tell if I was really getting anything off. I wiped with several leaves, though. Afterwards, my ass wasn't itchy, so I'm guessing I must have gotten it all off. And, uh, there was... <laughs> I'm getting really... Sub <laughs> uh... Distracted here from uh, Anthony Kiedis and the Chili Peppers here. It's, uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, <laughs> after the whole bridge thing, though, there was... There was this... Uh, <laughs> oh, Flea. Killing it, Flea. Um, I, I live from the bridge. And for the next two miles, man, I felt... I felt great. After that shit finally came out... And the pressure that was relieved, there was so much gas built up, man. That shit was just like, boom! Fucking sonic boom, man. And uh, I felt pretty, you know, I felt great. And I was doing, uh, I had shaved, I don't know, like a good 20 seconds or so off my mile time on those two miles that I was averaging before that. Like, I was... I was crushing it for a bit afterwards because at that point, too, I was like, all right, I just want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I really want to finish this now. Let's get the fuck home and clear this up. But then two miles after those two miles, so I was at mile 12 at that point, still had four more miles to go. I'm hitting Marthasville, and by that point, I felt extremely dehydrated. And... uh <clears throat> I was like, oh, man, my legs were killing me. There was somebody had driven a four-wheeler on the uh, Katy Trail and had a field day. They were loving it. They were having some fun with that four-wheeler. They were doing some donuts and shit. Roughed up the trail really badly. And there was, like, inside the tracks of this four-wheeler, there was ice and shit. And so that made it way harder to run. My feet are hurting from this from running on ice so much and uh I'm just you know like fucking hating life and just thinking like how much I just fuck ugh, fuck everything fuck it fuck it ah. <laughs> if I would have had access to a nuclear weapon it would have been a bad thing at that point I would have probably hit fire uh <laughs> there was so much uh so much hate in my heart at that point there was uh <laughs> I wanted it to be over with so badly. <laughs> but then I get to about like two miles left. And at that point, like I'm, I I have to start stop a little bit. And I'm so dehydrated at this point. And uh, I wouldn't recommend this. Uh, they say like to, s snow does have like toxins and stuff in it. You got to be careful with this. But I was so dehydrated. I was like, fuck, I, I need something. So I fucking ate some snow. And they say, you know, you got to eat it in moderation if you do. But, you know, preferably don't do that. I would advise not doing it. But I ate some snow to try to rehydrate. I stopped for a little while. I stopped several times those last couple of miles, those last two miles, several times. 
And by the time I was done, man, I was just so fucking, so fucking done with everything. <laughs> I felt sick to my stomach later. I don't know if that was the snow or just letting myself get... I think the big problem was I let myself get so dehydrated. And uh, I was still going. And uh, the shit, I mean, it was it was brutal. It was brutal under that bridge. Although, I mean, I guess I got some relief under the bridge. The, br- the bridge was sort of a positive thing, the shitting part under the bridge. It, it did make me feel better briefly, but it did make me feel better. For a good 20 minutes, I felt pretty solid afterwards. And then my body had other <laughs> other ideas. So, yeah, um... <laughs> That's that's my under under the bridge story, and uh, I've been you know making up different words in my head to under the bridge. We there's a messenger group uh, that involved with uh, part of the run club and stuff, uh, where they, we were joking about it, and uh, my fa- friend uh, Kevin was uh, uh, brought up that song, and we were making up different words to it, and uh, you know under. <laughs> taking a shit under the bridge and all that good stuff. I don't even remember what some of the lines were. I was saying uh, they were giving me shit because they were trying to get me to run a race this today, which is Saturday. And uh, I ended up uh, getting some overtime to work, I, uh, which I'm glad. I am so broke. I, I, I will be close to hitting the negative after I pay my mortgage. Man, I haven't been this close since I was like 20. So like getting in the negative and uh, it, it doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great, but uh, I'll, I'll survive. I'll make it. Make it work. As I I get paid not too long after the mortgage payment, and uh, hopefully I get my taxes done here soon. The penthouse will be taken care of. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I digress. I uh, <laughs> lost track there. Um, yeah, we were talking about. The race, which uh, I I didn't want to do it. After that run, like, man, I'm thinking I don't want to run ever again. And they started messaging about that, like, I don't know, Monday or something like that. Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, man, like, I don't want. (laughs) I guess it was Monday. I hadn't run again yet. And I was like, man, after shitting under the bridge yesterday, like, I don't, I, running any race, like, no, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> I am out. I am out. And uh, my friend John, of course, said, y- you know, the answer is shit before the race. There you go. Boom. Fixed. <laughs> like, thanks, John. Thanks, buddy. Uh, well, then, I'll just sign right up. And uh, I mean, it is unfortunate. It was only it cost me $20 for the race, which is a killer deal for a half marathon. It's a half marathon race. But uh, our run group was getting a discount, and uh, like the week of the race, so that was—I mean—that was a damn good deal. I didn't really feel like running a race, though. <laughs> and uh, uh, my friend Kevin had mentioned that, that like, uh, well, there's uh, there's probably a bridge you can <laughs> shit off. Maybe you should like just shit off of the bridge, like <laughs> instead of going under, just shit off it. And I was like, well, that's very much reminds me. Of the uh, Macaulay Culkin classic with Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. 
when he was just tearing it up before Lord of the Rings. I mean, he was doing it was around the time he did Radio Flyer, which is a damn good movie. Damn good movie. Him, Tom Hanks. I don't know what that other kid's name is, but he was pretty good at it. Uh, anyway, good the good son, Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin. If you haven't seen it, it's the story of I. I want to say like Elijah's Wood parents die or something like that. Something horrible. Maybe there's nothing happens to the bad, but I know that he has to go stay. He was like a foster kid or something, but he has to stay with Macaulay Culkin and his family. And I think Macaulay's like an only son in this sort of situation. But they think his parents have this impression that he's just this sweet kid and all this shit. Meanwhile, he's a fucking insane devil. He is a fucking devil. That Macaulay Culkin. The brutal child. He's fucking like killing animals and shit. And my favorite part (laughs) of this, you know what? I'll get it. I'm sure this is probably on YouTube. I got to pull up a clip of this shit. Um, there's this part where he's got a dummy that he calls Mister Highway, and uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I spelled sunrise soon. Good soon. <laughs> no one has a clip of this. I thought I could have found a clip of this. Oh, here we go. Meet Mr. Highway. All right, I'm going to pull up this uh, this movie clip. Yeah, he, fucking Macaulay Culkin makes this crossbow and shit. I think he kills a dog with it. I mean, there's some brutal shit in that fucking movie. It's fucking great. But here's this scene that I thought of when me shitting off a bridge. It's kind of not related, but is there's a bridge involved. Who is he? Mr. Highway. This dummy you made, Mr. Highway. It depends. On what? On you. Whether or not you'll help me. Help you? You can buy or rent this movie on YouTube. And you'll never forget. Oh, you won't forget this, Elijah. Daytime. There's a bell, so I'm guessing around noon. They're doing this. They're hauling this fucking dummy up a hill. We don't know yet where they're going, but I'm gonna spoil it. It's to a bridge. They're gonna be. They're not gonna be under the bridge. There's gonna be some poor, unfortunate people under that bridge, though. It's what I was, what I was getting to when my friend was saying me shooting off a bridge. Seems like a bad idea. I'm thinking like an overpass situation, which is going on here. There's a road underneath this bridge. They are putting Mr. Highway up above the road. Elijah Wood's freaking out at this point. I've had enough of this terrible life. What? Say goodbye. No! Oh, he just took... Man, he just pushed Mr. Highway over. Fucking a camper like flips over, and there's like it's like 20 cars at least here in this big pileup. It's icy and snowy, just like it was when I shut under that bridge. Macaulay Culkin still got that that grin that he has from like Home Alone. 
which is great. And maybe there's only like 10 cars in the pileup, but man, the, the scene made it seem like there was more than 10. It seemed like fucking 20 or 30 there for the, then they show footage where you can see all the cards. It looks like maybe 10. Either way, uh, <laughs> I had the impression, you know, me shooting off a bridge of just causing a big accident like this. Like in the middle of a race, just taking the shit off a bridge. It hits a fucking camper, thing flips over. Like that sounds like a great idea. Great idea. Fantastic. Um, this is the uh, synopsis they give on on YouTube here for uh, the Good Son. So in fact, evil resides in an unexpected place in this gripping, suspense-filled drama. Macaulay Culkin stars as Henry, an angelic-looking boy who seems loving and loyal to his parents, sister and friends. Oh, so he's not an only child. Only his cousin Mark, played by Elijah Wood, sees what lurks behind Henry's smile, secret thoughts, and a love of deadly games. But when Mark tries to warn Henry's family, they won't believe him, leaving the terrified youngster alone to battle his jealous, menacing cousin. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> now I'm curious to what Rotten Tomatoes has to say uh, about the old good son. Quite curious. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But I, I was pretty young when they came out. I'm about the age of Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, so. We're all about 40-ish right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, good stuff. I think that was Macaulay's definitely best performance, at least as a child. He hasn't really acted in a whole lot of shit anymore. There's a 2014 one? What? Um, Here we go. Here's the good one. 26%. What the fuck is this shit? I love this movie. I mean, it's bad, but... The tomato meter only gives it 26%, where the audience score is 54%. So, you know, a little over half the people like it, of the audience. Let's read some of these reviews. I, uh, <laughs> I need to get some of these reviews here. This is critics' reviews for uh, The Good Son. Um, Macaulay Culkin, again, at his finest. This is uh, Brian Lowry. This peculiar thriller doesn't deliver enough jolts to leave the audience screaming. I didn't get that to be the, <laughs> the point of it. That uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum writes, There's wonderful use made of a main port town, and Ruben gets a dizzying thrill or two out of overhead shots, but the conceptual overload finally prevents this from coming together. And Derek Adams is a fan. He says a summer camp classic. I'm on board here, buddy. Derek, me and you, we're hanging out. That's it. Um, Janet Maslin wrote this in 2003. The good son has a handsome, scenic look that sustains interest and a suspenseful ending that is quite literally gripping. <laughs> there's some foreshadowing for you. Oh, there's definitely some gripping at the end. Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, the, here's a good point, uh, though. Uh, Hal Hinson, um, obviously, I don't think he's a fan, 
but wrote wrote that uh, where were the responsible adults when this thing was made? That's a solid. That's a solid. Solid uh, question there. That is. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was. Oh man. Oh uh, what? Okay. Austin Kennedy, what are this seems wrong. He says, I guarantee you this would have been one hundred percent more effective if Wood and Colkin switched roles. See, I love the fact that Colkin was the evil bastard. Like this is after Home Alone. He's got that Kevin McAllister, you know, was like, Oh, everybody loved Kevin McAllister and shit, and then it's like, Oh, yeah, he's kinda fucking evil. I mean, he was all about the violence in that. I mean, I was buying him. I thought Macaulay was was the right fucking choice. Right fucking choice. You bastards. How dare you even suggest that? How dare you, good sir? How dare you, Austin Kennedy? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's some shit. That is some shit, sir. I'm going to go to uh, Amazon and just peruse what reviews... Or you know what? I'll go to IMDb. IMDb's got some good shit. There's, this is like, I feel like Rotten Tomatoes. Like, this is like the reviews I'm reading are from, like, actual, like, critics that I love some shit, like, on IMDb or you go to fucking Amazon reviews. That's where you find more, to me, more entertaining, um, what? How was... How is this not? How is this not finding? Oh, here we go. I you have to apparently also type the thought putting good son in there would just fucking bring it up, but apparently not. Damn you, IMDb. Why do I have to be so specific? I mean, it is the good son at all. That's uh. I, I how dare I? How dare I not not do that? Um. Uh, I was thinking there was something dark that happened to uh, Elijah's parents in it, though. Um, I guess not, though. Uh, oh, one of uh, Macaulay's brothers in it, too, is uh, Rory Golkin. I kind of forgot about that. I, th- I guess he plays like a sibling of his. There's a couple of different Colkins in there. Like his actual family, I think, plays his fucking family. Um. Here, here we go. Here's uh, let's uh, here's some trivia. Did you know Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood became very close friends during production and remain so? That's cool. I mean, uh, I'd like to hang out with those two. I bet they're fucking. I mean, I really get the impression that Macaulay's really weird, but uh, like I feel like I'm on board with Elijah's weirdness. Like I, I'd be cool with that. Oh, here's a quote. Let's see here. Oh, no, that's not good stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's from the end. His mom's talking to Henry. She's like, uh, Susan gets down in front of Henry's face. Henry, don't lie to me, all right? Just don't lie to me. Now you tell me, did you kill Richard? Henry, what if I did? Uh, well, um, what, Mom? W- we'll get your help. You don't look too good, Mom. Looks like you need the help. That's good stuff. <laughs> I fu- oh man, I need to watch that. I haven't watched that in forever. <laughs> like just reading that it reminds me of the scene and stuff. 
And there's this scene at the end where uh, Macaulay and Elijah are hanging over the edge of this cliff. And basically the mother has to choose who to save. Her fucking evil child that killed some people in the movie. Or her nephew. Uh, and, uh, oh, whoa, what the fuck is this shit? Okay, there was an alternate version, or alternate versions. Uh, it says the 1995 UK video version was cut by 33 seconds by the BBFC to edit shots of two young boys dropping a lifelike human dummy into a stream of traffic to cause a motorway pileup. As this was considered a dangerous Im- imitatable uh, technique, uh, the cuts were waived for the 2002 version. So, yeah. So they got to miss out on the Mr. Highway stuff. All right, here we go. Here's here's the shit I was looking for. User reviews. Uh, I don't want to read, read the negative ones. I want to see. Oh, here we go. This is 7 out of 10. Lee of Wine Draca uh, writes, he gives it, or he, or I'm assuming that's a, a Lee or Leo. <laughs> uh, seven out of ten here. Very well made psycho thriller. Uh, the Good Son is one of many psycho thrillers that were made in the early 90s in the wake of the success of the likes of Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, and The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Good stuff. Most of these could be easily categorized categorized by the type of person who was the villain, i.e. bad cop, unlawful entry, bad neighbor, Pacific Heights, bad husband, sleeping with the enemy. The Good Son is, as you'd guess from the title, about a bad kid. (laughs) Said kid is Macaulay Culkin, a wonderful piece of casting against type by the producers. I'm on board with that. And uh, so long we've had to put up with Culkin... uh, uh, put up with Culkin in his slicky, sweet roles, but here he portrays somebody very different indeed. And inevitably, this turns out to be the best performance of his career. Ditto, sir. Culkin is excellent, truly portraying a character beyond his years, and he helps to make the movie. It helps that everything else is right, too. The script focuses on realism throughout. There's plenty of characterization to make the viewer feel truly grounded in the experience. Aside from the ending, things don't get over the top with the style or direction. There's a handful of set pieces which really work. And, yeah, I feel like he's just kind of jerking off the people that made the movie at this point. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to feel some better, read some better ones here. This one's a 50-50. Uh, it's 5 out of 10. Snoopy Style wrote this. Needs to be a straight-up horror movie. Following his mother's death, Mark Evans... Mr. Elijah Wood is sent to Maine to stay with his uncle uh, and aunt by his father. He becomes fast friends with cousin Henry. However, Henry shows signs of manipulative violence and all the classic bad boy behavior. He's obsessed with death and may have killed his little brother. I don't think there's any may about it, sir. He is a murderer. Uh... This was big news to see young Macaulay Culkin play a bad guy. He shows that he has great range as a child actor, and he's probably pretty evil in real life. I added that part. (laughs) I just think that the movie works better as a straight-up horror director, Joseph Rubin, who just filmed Sleeping with the Enemy, is using a similar style. It's a little too much 
too much of that movie of the week to feel. There is a good creepiness about this, but that's all Ruben achieves. Every adult is an idiot. The movie strains. Oh, man, I, I disagree. I disagree. Disagree. I enjoyed it. But my recollection is like over 20 years ago. So uh, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. <laughs> but just watching that Mr. Highway scene, man, I felt pretty good about it. Felt pretty good about it. Uh, <sighs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I like the title of this this review. Um, hey, Accidents Will Happen, written by Classics on Call. Warning, spoilers. Macaulay Culkin was, a, was merely a mischievous eight-year-old troublemaker in 1990s Home Alone. But here he pulls out all the stops and goes to the gusto as a nearly possessed evil little monster who believes taking out members of his own family is the ticket to a happier life. Quite honestly, Henry Evans seemed way too introspective beyond his years regarding human psychology. Having come to the conclusion, once you realize you can do anything, you're free is not something a normal 11-year-old would come up with. Then again, one could say he wasn't your average, normal 11-year-old. Once the story gets really moving along, Henry does a serious gaslight job on his cousin Mark, so that everyone involved becomes sincerely worried about his mental status. That's curious, by the way, that everyone in the story, including the boys themselves, refer to each other as friends instead of cousins. It's curious, too, that when the camera shows you a long view of the Evans' home in Maine, that there aren't any nearby cliffs within walking distance to set up that questionable finale. <laughs> hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I'm not sure where... <laughs> where that uh, that ending takes place. I don't recall there being cliffs. It just it it seemed like it was nearby. I don't know. Again, I haven't watched it in like 20 something years. 20 or 30 years. I don't know. It's been a long time. Long, long time. And uh I <laughs> I love just watching that uh Mr. Highway bit. I had it on VHS. I don't have any of my VHS anymore. I you damn right I had a copy of that the good son, my friend Kevin that I you know kind of I digressed way too long on the good son, we were joking about the good son and we, you know I was like we should name it the brown son. And I was like you know Hollywood is always, always looking for a good reboot. We reboot the good son, make it the brown son, and this time, kid is shitting off a bridge. Creates a massive traffic jam and a big E. coli outbreak after killing people initially from the wreck. Then people die from uh, <laughs> from all the, the, the E. coli infestation. It'd be great. Be real great. And uh, damn it. Seeing pictures of my friend, uh, he, I believe he's in Utah. Some nice stuff. He's, uh, he's got pictures of mountains here. And damn it, I am. Uh, I yeah. I'm getting some FOMO going on. As uh, I miss traveling. I miss shitting overseas. I've been shitting here, under bridges. 
thinking of ways I could reboot the good sun into the brown sun. <laughs> I don't think that scene's quite as good as if, like, hey, hey, Mark, check this out. I got somebody who I want you to meet. It's Mr. Brownface. No, I'm not being racist. I just mean, here's my shit. We're going to shit off this freeway. Check this out. <laughs> I imagine, you know, Cousin Mark is going to be freaking out, but for other reasons. Not that, like, like holy shit, is he really going to toss a dummy into a bunch of traffic? Like, is he really shitting off a bridge? Like, that's more like, ah, oh, you're fucking gross, man. Like, you didn't even bring something to wipe with, you evil bastard, you. You evil brown son, you. Oh, you bastard. You sick bastard. You're going to have such a scratchy asshole later if you're not wiping, man. You're going to give yourself E. coli. You're going to give yourself pink eye? It's going to be like that South Park episode. Well, we come zombies. Johnson's got that fucking pink eye. Watch out for that shit. Literally, watch out for that shit, man. <laughs> the brown son. They thought he was sweet. Turns out he was kind of shitty. The brown son. I don't know. I need some work. Need some work. I'll have to <laughs> do some... Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I don't know that I'm going to be working on the Good Son parody. I feel like the Over the Top sequel would have been much more fun to script that out with the Brown Son. I don't I, see the only thing I'm changing is he's shitting off a bridge instead of tossing a dummy. I feel like that's just not enough change to uh, warrant a reboot. Like the rest, what am I just going to do the whole scenes? I don't know. I'd have to watch the Good Son again to really get a impression. What, man, hold on. Maybe I can find the ending. I want to hear those lines now. See if there's clips of the ending. That ending scene is fucking great. Okay, here we go. There's the mother. The Sophie's choice, if you will. Although the one kid isn't her, her son. So I guess it's not really a Sophie's choice. It's just your son is fucking evil. Are you going to save the kid that could go on to be a... a, a maybe decent person or the one that is a fucking murderer <laughs> or possibly a murderer let's see here here we go they're fighting on the cliff the mother is climbing up she had fallen off I don't remember if Macaulay pushed her or what terrible music in the back oh Macaulay hit Elijah with a rock Fucker, you brown son, you. Oh, Macaulay's fucking Elijah up here. I'd love to hang out with these two and talk, just talk nothing but about this movie. <laughs> just. Like Macaulay is currently choking the shit out of Elijah Wood. I feel like they should have been more intense with this, but again, they're pretty young when they filmed this. They're bo both falling over. The mother grabs them both. They're hanging there. Hold on, Henry. That's her son. That's Macaulay. I wonder how they filmed this. 
feel like they've got something. Well, it looks like the cliff's not really that high up. I feel like she could have just dropped them both and be fine. Looking at this, it really doesn't look like they're that high up. Okay, at certain angles it looks higher up, but kids not gonna die. Don't let Elijah die. He hasn't made Lord of the Rings yet. It should be noted. Foley Culkin is wearing a Freddy Krueger sweater at this point. They totally did it on purpose. Oh, there goes McCauley. She dropped him. Now, see, when he dropped him, like, it looks like this massively long cliff. But you can tell, I'm pretty sure, they weren't really that high up. Because, you know, probably pretty bad if uh, <laughs> they, actually, they actually dropped a kid off a cliff. That could be, I could see how that might be a problem. It would be a slight problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm seeing if anybody comments here that did anybody else notice the fact that he's wearing a Freddy Krueger sweater basically it's like a coat but it's it's the red and green of the Krueger-esque shit um, <laughs> uh, Oh, this is James Lee says the choice was who gets to have an acting career as an adult. By the way, all of you saying this was too dark. Don't pretend you didn't come here to watch a kid get dropped off a cliff. I totally did. Uh, I, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. This. Uh, oh, here we go. The, I would love to see this. JD13 says I want to see adult Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin reenacting this entire scene. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to see those two fucking you know, just redact some of this shit. That would be fucking great, man. That'd be totally fucking great. And when he's mentioning the fact that he's wearing the Kruger sweater, this is uh, this is saddening. Lo lo <laughs> the cheesiness of it, though, is so great. Uh, I'm seeing if I'm sure Elijah Wood probably still talks about uh, let's see interview uh, damn it I didn't mean to open that another window you bastard oh there's sweet there is a okay there's a video here where he talks about it they have a breakdown. This is a long video, but there's a... Motherfuckers. I'm not playing your Captain Morgan ad. You're not paying me. So. <laughs> all the way back. Uh, all the way back. Oh, yeah, he was in Back to the Future Part 2. Fantastic. His role in that was very short. Damn it, where's the... I thought it had a breakdown. Uh, I guess it doesn't. You bast you bastards. Uh motherfucker. Let's see here. 
here oh here we go here we go here's the bit here's the good juicy bits One more thing for you on the good son, uh, the climactic cliff scene. Oh, yeah. From what I understand, you guys actually, there was a lot of prep involved in that. And, and yeah. Paul, I think, actually did his own stunts. What can you tell us about filming that and prepping for that? Did we were the really hill? hanging the from that cliff. It was over Lake Superior. We shot just outside of Duluth, Minnesota. Um, so that was, the bulk of the film was actually shot just outside of, um, it was near Rockport, Massachusetts. Um, and then that sequence only was shot in Duluth so that we could use that cliff. Um, but yeah, we were in harnesses. There was a little bit of prep in regards to wearing harnesses and hanging from wires a little bit before that to get used to it. And then on the day, we were rigged up to a, a whole system for safety, but we had uh, harnesses on and we were actually hanging off the side of the cliff. And it's funny too, because my mom was like, Oh, hey, is there any like net or anything below them? They're like, yeah, there's boats down there. The reality <laughs> is there were rocks just below us, and the boats were probably 15 to 20 feet out because they couldn't get that close. So if we'd fallen, we would have fallen on rocks. Yeah. But we were. It was very safe. Um, but you but, didn't. Sc but scary. I mean, scary. Despite the fact that you know that you're not going to be let go, and that you're absolutely handled by the the stunt team. The, the conceit of the scene is that she's losing her grip on both of us, and so we're being let go. So they're letting the line out a little bit, mm -hmm. and we're falling genuinely a little bit. And that's a really scary feeling, despite the fact that you know that you're gonna be fine. The feeling of, of that line dropping uh, and you slipping a little bit is real. <laughs> So not a whole lot of acting required for that sequence. <laughs> what is the first memory that comes to the mind from the making? Oh, talking about the ice storm. I don't give a shit about the ice storm. I'm just all, I just wanted to hear about the good son. Uh, lo love that fucking scene. Man, I was hoping they would. Goldeneye? He was in Goldeneye? Hmm. I... Oh, I think I kind of remember him in Goldeneye. Now I gotta, I gotta remember this. I played here. a lot of Goldeneye. Oh, which the, at the time was video game. N sixty four. Goldeneye was oh, huge. Fuck, yeah, it was summer of ninety six. I think yep. we shot it or something. Maybe ninety seven. Ninety seven. Um, so yeah, and he whipped my ass every time. <laughs> I remember once I I was in his trailer he his and he was eating a burger while kicking my ass. He was like, "Dude, kicked your ass eating a burger." Like such a mother. <laughs> Needed one hand. He's talking about Keanu. Your ass, <laughs> yep. yep. I'm uh, sure he would still boast about it today. <laughs> I mean, as a genre guy, I think uh, from what I can recall, I think you exciting and also super yeah. valuable um, for all of us as actors because we understood contextually how it was all going to be framed and it got us excited about it. I'm not sure who he's talking about. He was playing Goldeneye with. Uh, he'd be a totally cool dude to hang out with. I assume. Although he might be the type of guy to, like, you know, have dead bodies in his basement. He does have that kind of weird look to him. Like, he didn't seem that weird looking when he was a child. Like, Radio Flyer, I didn't think, like, a, you know, he's weird looking. Not even, like, I mean, the weird suits him for Lord of the Rings. He looks kind of hobbitish. Or almost elvish. But, uh... <laughs> He's got that strange, strange look to him that, like, uh, it's just odd. I mean, I, li I love me some Elijah Wood. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. 
maybe uh, maybe I've seen too many weird roles of his though. Like, because I do have like kind of this like feeling that you know, yeah, maybe he does have people in his basement. There's some bad shit going on down there. What are you doing down there, Elijah? Forcing people to reenact the good son. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Ugh. I just want to like talk to him about that, man. Fuck. If I could, I you know, I bet if I could find some way to get a hold of him, just to like, <laughs> like a little bit. Uh, I bet he'd like give like a short interview. I don't know. I I, I feel weird about trying to get a hold of him. I wonder if he's on Instagram or something. There's a, uh, I could get some. Maybe he does some Instagram lives or something where I could uh, ask him on there some shit. Uh, <laughs> I gotta find out. Uh, he like Mister Elijah Wood. Come on, that motherfucker better be on here. Oh, I don't think he's. I don't think the real Elijah Wood is on Instagram. Here's not. So that's out the window. That's a shame. That is a real shame. Uh, son of a bitch. Um, well, damn. And I was like, oh, one social media is out the window. <laughs> It'd be really cool if he just like did some kind of live speaking event. Just meet him afterwards. Let's just Elijah Wood live. Where does that find me? He apparently lived in Austin at one point. Uh, <clears throat> interesting. It's good to know that he's not living in the fucking L.A., the shithole that is L.A. <laughs> uh, damn it. I don't want to know where he lives. I'm not going to show up at his fucking house. I just want to... Uh, uh, live <laughs> live events maybe look that up maybe that'll uh, I bet there's some probably some cons and stuff I would imagine well he's on Twitter <laughs> doesn't really tell me a whole lot tour dates is he, has he done some tour dates is he doing music what is he doing I don't think that's the same Elijah Wood <laughs> That doesn't look like the same Elijah Wood. Uh, it looks like some DJ or something. Motherfucker. And is this... Is this the Elijah Wood on Twitter? I feel like this may not be the Elijah Wood. Oh, he is. Mr. Elijah Wood is on Twitter. And it looks like he... uh, He's somewhat active on here. He does, uh, oh man, he's got the I don't feel at home in this world anymore, which he's got a great look and I still have yet to watch. He's got some action figures from it. That's pretty great. Uh, yeah, he tweets a lot. So he does that. He's just not on the Insta. So. <laughs> he's got some interesting art that uh, he's sharing on here. I don't see anything about him like locking children up in his basement or anything though. So uh, maybe we're good there. Maybe we're safe. Maybe there will be. <laughs> uh, I hope I never find out anything bad about Elijah. 
you know. I mean, he's not in L.A., so he's he probably wasn't, like, hanging out with Harvey Weinstein or anything. Hopefully not. Or uh, Jeffrey Epstein or any of the, these sickos like that. He wasn't sharing a, a plane with Chris Tucker and Bill Gates on his way to Epstein's Rape Island. But who knows? I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell or Ghislaine, whatever the fuck her name is. She's apparently willing to talk now as she's uh, been found guilty and she's facing a very, very long uh, prison sentence. And apparently there's like eight names. She's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care anymore. I'm going to release them. I feel like we are going to know these eight names, though. I'm hoping there's like a shocker like in there. One we don't know yet. Because obviously Epstein was really good friends with Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. I mean, those should be no shock whatsoever, either one of them. But uh, Bill Gates, I mean, he still denies, like, oh, like, I was just, you know, I was just on the plane. Uh, I just needed some money for my charity, charity, the Gates Foundation. I feel like uh, he's definitely recently done some interviews where they asked him about it. And he, he looked very nervous, very nervous. Feel like there could be more going on there with uh, Mr. Gates, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm not. Sh- you know, Chris Tucker apparently flew on that plane too. I I hope Chris Tucker didn't do anything. You know, maybe we could get Rush Hour 26 or whatever the fuck Friday 10. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like we know the the big names like Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz. Who's still like going on shows like, oh yeah, she the like these are fake, these these charges are bullshit. These charges are bullshit against Jeff Jeff Epp, my good buddy, my good buddy Jeff Epp. And uh, like, shouldn't we? Didn't we know that Dershowitz was a piece of shit? You know, like a couple of decades ago. I don't know when he defended OJ. Perhaps <laughs> I don't know why so many cable shows and stuff like feel the need that uh, they need to give him a platform and like, hey, we have a question about lawyers and the law. Let's get Dershowitz. Let's get the Dersh. This fucking dirty prick. <laughs> anyway, does sound like uh, Prince Andrew's gonna... I mean, he's probably one of the... It's definitely Prince Andrew's probably on that list. She's, he's one of the eight names. Th- seems pretty pretty evident that he's one of the names sounds like he's like I guess he's lost all of his uh, titles and stuff the queen stripped him of it (laughs) she stripped him and that's not something an old lady usually does that's something an underage girl does and uh, unwillingly this was willingly she stripped him of of his titles and uh, looks like he could be really facing some real problems there could be some real legal problems for Prince Andrew which is great. Fuck the monarchy, right? Fuck them. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess that's all I've got. And uh, I'm going to run tomorrow 17 miles, one more than, you know, I ran last week. And I'm going to try my best not to shit under that bridge again. But, you know, if things go bad, things go south, I'll go even further south. I'll go down under that bridge. Sometimes I feel like... The bridge is my only friend. There's something. I don't know. <laughs> As always, that's a kid in a wheelchair. Not 
a trash can.